Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is Blockchain Wayne bringing you another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode is brought to us by Coinsierge Club, <clears throat> mobile private key wallet, point of sale solution. Coinsierge Club makes purchasing easy, safe, and overall process more efficient while costing less. All right, let's take a look at what is going on in the market today. All right, yeah, that is right. We saw a big crash yesterday happen in the U.S. It happened yesterday evening. Bitcoin down about 4%. Total coin market cap is at $200 billion right now. That's down 9%. Many altcoins are bleeding. Bitcoin dominance spiked up to 54.29%. Not looking really good right now. Bitcoin currently trading at 6250 But when I get to the uh, crypto education corner, I will tell you why this may be a good thing, even if you're holding. All right, before that, let's take a look at what's going on in the market update news today. So over the past month, there's been four major $100 million crypto hedge funds that have debuted with strong backing from institutional investors, Wall Street and high profile individual investors. So give you a couple examples, Reality Shares, former Point72 Asset Management Executive Travis King and JCE Capital Management have announced the launch of $100 million a hedge fund targeted at the cryptocurrency market. And most recently, former Bank Capital Ventures partner Alexander Peck and Sewan Ventures founder Bo Fang formed a $100 million fund called Dragonfly Capital Partners to establish a diverse portfolio of crypto-first funds, protocols, and infrastructure-building startups. So a uh, little bit going on there. Also, another news article points that at least five more university endowments have invested in cryptocurrency funds. Now, if you remember the other day, if you listen to one of the past episodes, it was either two or three episodes ago, I talked about Yale doing such. So there's five more. So it's first reported by the information, uh, major institutional, educational institutions, excuse me, including Harvard, Stanford, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, so MIT, Dartmouth, and the University of North Carolina have each invested in at least one cryptocurrency fund through their respective endowments. So this is citing an unnamed source familiar with investments, the publication that released this article reported that these five university endowments have invested tens of millions of dollars in these funds, which in turn invest in both physical cryptocurrencies and equity in cryptocurrency companies. All right, so that's what's going on there. All right, cryptocurrency exchange Gemini has hired another Wall Street executive as part of its bid to attract more institutional clients. So this was announced in a press release yesterday, the New York License Exchange, and said that Janine Hightower Salito previously Chief Operating Officer at the NASDAQ-owned International Securities Exchange, ISE, is joining the firm as a Managing Director of Operations on Wednesday. Her role is going to focus on supervising Gemini's institutional onboarding and expanding client services team, the company said. So prior to this new appointment, Hightower had spent 13 years at ICE, a major U.S. options trading platform, and managed the company's transition after its full acquisition by NASDAQ in June 2016, for $1.1 billion. All right, so a lot of experience going into crypto as well. All right, so next up, little interesting article here. So having launched a crypto-based point of sale device earlier this year with the goal of making cryptocurrency payments easier on the go, Hundy X now claims to have made the first blockchain phone call, according to a recent Medium post by the company co-founder Pitt Huang. The call was made on the startup's newest device, which is called the X phone, and it happened at the X blockchain summit two-day event in Bali. So the X phone is a blockchain phone that doesn't use any centralized mobile carrier, 
To function, it works on the function X blockchain created by PundiX. The function X blockchain is an in-house network developed by PundiX team to solve some of the problems encountered with current blockchain platforms such as scalability, easy publishing of decentralized applications, and decentralization of the internet. So now from a point of sales solution to PundiX, I'm not sure how far they're gonna get with that, but this is a very interesting development with the future of mobile phones. We know mobile phones are a necessity in life these days. So it's I'm interesting to see how PundiX develops this technology and what products they release from this article. All right, so a new study by blockchain research firm Chain Analysis shows that Bitcoin whales are not responsible for price volatility. Now explain what a whale is. A whale is what is considered someone or an institution with very large cryptocurrency holdings, in this case, large Bitcoin holdings. People expect that whales can move the market just by buying and selling. So the study examined the 32 largest BTC wallets, which reportedly represent 1 million BTC, or around $6.3 billion. BTC whales are individuals or entities, and large amounts of cryptocurrency are said to exert influence on the market volatility. However, what Chain Analysis said uh, is their data reveals that Bitcoin whales are a diverse group and only about a third of them are active traders. And while these trading whales certainly have the capability of executing transactions large enough to move the market, they have on net traded against the herd buying on price declines. So this is another example of doing the opposite of what the masses doing. When the price declines, the masses are trying to sell, trying to preserve capital, and the whales are buying, right? That's what happens when there's blood in the market. That's when you want to buy. That's from Warren Buffett. Not, not quoted exactly, but that's, that's what he says. So uh, in the course of research, the firm divided 32 wallets into four groups. The most active category consists of nine wallets belonging to traders who regularly conduct transactions with BTC on exchanges, this group of BTC owners controls more than 332,000 coins worth over $2 billion, but only one third of it is actively traded Bitcoin, is actively trades Bitcoin. Most of these traders reportedly enter the market in 2017. So this is another thing I wanted to point out. So you're probably wondering, how do we have that data? You know, Bitcoin is not private, but it is anonymous. So you can see wallets. You just don't know who the owners of those wallets are. So it's completely transparent. So when there's movement happening, you can see what's going on in that case. Uh, yesterday, I was looking at, there was actually a very large Bitcoin transaction that was transferred from one wallet to another. My guess is it's probably what you call an OTC sale. That's when someone sells, you know, an over-counter transaction, make a large purchase or a large sale, and it, it goes around not using exchanges, probably a private exchange, nothing that will move the price, just basically transferring ownership from one to the other. All right, so crypto education today, let's move on to that. And I'll tell you why this dip could possibly be a good thing. Now, I'm not saying it is or it isn't, but let's look at why. So uh, first you wanna look at what we've heard called bear traps and bull traps. All the data is still pointing that Bitcoin could be in a breakout, but what happens? The price drops, you're expecting it to go up and it drops drastically like it did yesterday. Right now, we haven't seen any indication of where we're going, but there's a lot of accumulation that's happening right now. So you could see this as a catalyst to move the price up. Also testing this bottom, which is a higher low than the, than the previous low that we, we've experienced in the past that, that we've you know, hit multiple times, could be a good indication that, hey, this is the reversal. So many people that were sitting around watching at the 6,500 to 6,600 mark 
weren't confident enough that the bottom was in. Bitcoin holding at this level could shift that sentiment and we could see the price shoot up. Bear trap is typically when you think the market's crashing, it's just a movement that causes a lot of people to sell, to panic sell, and then the market shoots up drastically, leaving a lot of people out. Now you've also heard, uh, you may have heard the term called bull trap, it's kind of the same thing. You think the market's taken off, it's spiked up, many people buy, and then you experience a dip. So not saying that's what this is, but this is where you could see a lot of good things happen. This is also creating some consolidation that we needed. I mean, let's face it, we were trading sideways for well over, you know, well over nine, 10 days, just completely moving sideways. We needed something to shift the momentum. Is this it? it now, it didn't go the way most of us wanted it to go. But like I said, if you're looking at the long-term picture, there's still a lot going on in cryptocurrency. This could be what we needed. Shake out a lot of panic sellers, get a lot more institutional money to come in, and let's start the trading moving upwards. So looking at some of the data today, it does seem like we could see a spike that could maybe create some momentum that we need to bust through that 68, 6900 barrier that we've been trying to break for the last two weeks. So either way, movement is good. Sideways, sideways movement over long term is not good for a market. I mean, yeah, it's good when this thing is stable, but volatility is something we want in the cryptocurrency market because that is where the opportunity exists as you can buy more on the dips. You can you know, sell on the spikes, and as you up your game, you get better at trading. Trading in a flat market that is not moving very much, it's very hard to turn a profit in those markets. So this is something that you want to look at. It could be a good thing and hopefully is a catalyst to move everything upwards. Um, all right, so that is it for our episode today. Uh, all the news articles to talk about in the episode can be found on our Facebook page from No Crypto to No Crypto. It's under the same name as this podcast. Just run a search, find a page, click like. Also, make sure to click, when you click on like, click follow. And to give you the option, select see first. This means you will never miss an update. It will always show up when you go to Facebook. If we have an update, we posted a news article or a podcast episode or anything related to cryptocurrency and blockchain. You will see that on your timeline. You won't miss it. And also, you know, feel free to share this episode with or any, anybody, anybody that is interested in cryptocurrency, learning about cryptocurrency or blockchain. So this podcast is developed not just for the new person trying to learn, but also for if you've been in a little while and you just want to keep up with what's going on in the market. I thumb through all the news articles that are posted every day to find the ones that are most relevant to show you what is happening truly behind the scenes in the crypto market that is going to have long lasting, long-term impact. So also if you've got somebody just getting in wanting to know how to get started, we've got a book on Amazon called from no crypto to no crypto, a beginner's guide to cryptocurrency. So basically the same name as this podcast. It's available on Amazon and paperback and Kindle ebook. If you buy the paperback, you get the Kindle ebook for free. It's a very low price book, only about 43 pages. Uh, depending if you get the paperback or the ebook, it is it varies in page size, but it's really just the basics of what you need to get started and also point you in the direction of who to follow to further enhance your knowledge besides myself to learn more in the crypto space. So there's a lot of a lot of knowledgeable people out there, but if you don't, if you're not careful, there also are a lot of people that are don't have good intentions, put themselves out there as experts and they're really not. They're just looking to scam people. So make sure you want to vet the people that you're following to make sure you're getting the right information. That is it for our episode today. I want to thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.